Welcome to He Restores My Soul with Jannie Ortland and Heidi Howerton, where you can find encouragement for your busy life through God's renewing mercies. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to He Restores My Soul with Jannie Ortland and... Bray Ortland. <laughs> My beloved husband is with me again today. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Ray, for joining us. It's a privilege. Thanks for letting me on. Well, today we have a very special topic. We want to talk about your purpose in life, about writing a life mission statement. A while back, Ray did this, and it was so intriguing to me. A little, I felt a little bit overwhelmed by it. I thought, oh, I could never do that. But Ray, you've helped me, and I wanted to invite you on the podcast today to help us as women, be able to see God's purpose for our individual lives and to help us write our own individual mission statement. You know, during this time of quarantines and lockdowns and travel bans, we don't want to just limp through it. We don't want to just survive. We want to thrive When God thought us up, he knew we'd be living through this time in history. The Bible says in Isaiah 32.8 that he who is noble plans noble things, and on noble things he stands. Dear listener, we're daughters of the king of the universe, so let's enter into that nobility. I believe one of the ways we can do that is to think through why God made me, little old Janie Orland, and to think through a mission statement for my very own life. Now, we've talked about goals before, and we're going to circle back to that in a few weeks about writing our own goals for our life and our years. But today, I've asked Ray to come in and help us think through what it means to write our own individualized, personal life mission statement. Honey, could you help us with that? Sure. Well, let me try. I'll just think out loud here for a couple of minutes. Let me say to every listener, you matter. You matter to God, and therefore, you really matter. And you are here in this place in the world and at this time in history, not by accident, but on purpose. All we're saying when we come to, the, to consider a, a life mission statement is, how can I gain clarity? How can I articulate? How can I put into words my understanding of God's purpose for me? Because I matter to him. So this terrible time of suffering, and at least this time of disruption for us all, it's actually a great time to rethink our lives at a deep level. When everything is kind of thrown into upheaval, God's purpose at this moment for all of us surely is to rethink our lives. In John chapter 20, verse 21, Jesus says, As the Father sent me, Even so, I am sending you. So the Father is a sender. And the English word mission comes from the Latin word missio, which means sending. Hmm. So 
The Father sent Jesus. He came on purpose. He knew why he was here, and he accomplished his mission. Even so, the risen Jesus has sent us. You are here in his world on his mission for you. And when you embrace that and give utterance to that, you put that sense of of purpose and mission into words, that's when we, when we do that, we stop drifting. Hmm. And we start living. We don't want to come to the end of our days not having lived with purpose. So a life mission statement is simply a way of putting into words my own understanding, your own understanding, of how and why Jesus has sent us, even as the Father sent him. The Apostle Paul said, this one thing I do in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. So he understood and he embraced and he pursued the one reason why he existed. So you are here for a reason. It's a sacred reason. And you can put that into words. So here's how I've done it. Um, And... (laughs) By the way, give yourself permission as you're thinking through and praying through, asking the Lord for clarity, thinking through your life mission statement, give yourself permission to say what you really believe. Even if initially it's so personal, it it might be embarrassing, and it's so grand, it might be embarrassing— If you have been sent into this world by the living God, your life matters to the ends of the earth. The way God has designed reality, the way God orchestrates reality, you matter far beyond your own personal reach. Because God is making you matter more than than you could in yourself. So here's my mission statement. Before you read that, listener, don't you see why I love this man and invited him to share this with us? (laughs) This is so helpful to me, Ray, because it's it dignifies me. Yeah, that's right. It helps me come out of my thumb sucking "Who am I?" Poor Janie Ortland, she has nothing to offer type of mentality into "Wait a minute, God created me with a purpose." That's right. Thank you, honey. Oh, honey, you're, you know, sweetheart, I'm just the world, I'm a world champion whiner (laughs) and a complainer. So you've taught me so much about this, honey. Well, share with us your mission statement and then help us learn how to write our own. Okay. Here's how I put it into words. My mission in life and in death is to serve as a living stimulant toward the next great awakening in America and to the ends of the earth. Oh, read that once more so okay. our listeners can. Okay. My mission in life and in death, because I, I want not only to live for this, I want to die for this. My mission in life and in death is to serve, and that's, that's, serve is a, is a word of humility, and it's a word of taking the low place. Uh, that's the low places where everything gets better. The it way, can only go up from that's there. Right. Is that what we're thinking? <laughs> that's oh. God gives grace to the humble and he opposes the proud. That's from cover to cover in the Bible. Yes. So my mission in life and in death is to serve as a living stimulant that is 
What I'm praying for is that my life would be motivating to people, that my life would be radiant and giving light, that my life would stir people toward Jesus as a living stimulant toward the next great awakening. And now I'm thinking of the first great awakening in the 1740s in America where the Holy Spirit was poured out and thousands of people came to Christ. The second great awakening, 1800, 1825 or 30, somewhere in there, again, thousands of people came to Christ. And we need a third great awakening in oh, our nation yes. and in the world. Um, Jonathan Edwards taught us that when in any church anywhere that follows the Bible, teaches the Bible, and loves Jesus and lifts up Jesus, the Holy Spirit is committed to being present in that ministry. He will be present. But the greatest things Edward taught, the greatest things that, um, that the Lord accomplishes are through the great outpourings of the Holy Spirit, the great awakenings that he sends. That's when the tide of, of divine blessing washes over the world with unusual power. So we need a third great awakening. Oh, yes. So uh, toward the next great awakening in America and to the ends of the earth. Now, I'm not going to visit the ends of the earth. I'm very limited. I'm very located and very small. But God is not limited. No. And the whole Bible is a story of God taking limited, small, fallible people and doing amazing, world-changing things through them. And I believe that. And I believe that every listener is a person of worldwide significance. Mm. Say that again. Well, it's just true. I mean, if we are in Christ, serving him, trusting him, loving him, living for him, he guarantees that our lives are worth living beyond all we can ask or imagine. Mm -hmm. Beyond our awareness, beyond our perception in this life, our lives are pushing dominoes over that reach all the way to the ends of the earth. Oh, how encouraging for us in these days. Yeah, and so we are, we are so not wasting our lives by putting the Lord first. Mm. So um, that's how I give utterance to, to my uh, mission in life. And put it in your words. You, you pray about this and ask the Lord for clarity and look for a verse of scripture that resonates and just let the categories of the Bible sort of, as, as you said, Jenny, dignify and enlarge and elevate our sense of why we're here. And this is not about our personal big dealness and our grandiosity. Mm -hmm. This is about the glory of Christ in our time. The whole problem with the world today is that Jesus doesn't seem real. Mm -hmm. he's, he's a theory. He's even an orthodox theory, but he's not a reality. And so somehow, you know, listener, in your way, you are here for Jesus, the real Jesus, to become more real to people with historic repercussions that will go on to the 10th generation. And so go ahead and give yourself permission to believe that and give utterance to it. Hmm. Thank you, darling. That's so helpful. Well, listener, you can understand why as I've watched Ray write out his life mission and as he shared it with me, I've been taught. <laughs> I've been encouraged. I've been motivated by the Holy Spirit to write out 
my own life mission, and I'm a little bit nervous to to share it today. But honey, would could I share it with you, and then you coach me through it? And because we want to ask you as listeners to put this before the Lord, think about it, pray about it, take a stab at it, and write your own life mission. And you don't have to get it right the first time. No, I've been working on this for a while. This is my third or fourth go-round. Let me read it. I've just thought as I've listened to you today of adding another word to it. Oh. Um, I put my mission in life. But as you explained, you want to be willing to die for this as well, right? Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to die, and I'm going to die in some particular way, and I'm going to die for some particular reason. And uh, let's say... For example, sweetheart, let's say cancer takes me out. Something's going to take me out. Oh, honey. <laughs> it's totally okay, babe. <laughs> well, when my death will have immeasurably more meaning, just as your death will, listener. Your death will have much more meaning than the physical cause of it. You will glorify God by the way you die. Jesus said that about Peter in John chapter 21. And so um, it's not just in living for Christ, but also in dying for Christ, which is not necessarily martyrdom. It might be a virus that takes us out. But we can live and we can die for the greater glory of Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, Sorry to interrupt. Interrupt all you want. <laughs> These are holy interruptions in my estimation. This is my mission statement, honey. I'm going to read it, and I want you to coach me through it, and maybe our listeners can understand how to begin writing their own. Maybe they'd share them with us. That would be great. That would be wonderful. My mission in life, and now I'm going to add, and death. My mission in life and death is to gladly spend myself sharing the glories of Christ through discipleship, teaching, and writing to the 10th generation. Ooh, ooh, that's compelling. Go ahead and read that again, sweetheart. All right. And I'll try to explain why I chose certain Mm -hmm. phrases. My mission in life and death is to gladly spend myself. Uh, That's from 2 Corinthians 12, 15, where Paul says, I will most gladly spend myself and be spent for your souls. And here's why that's compelling uh, to me as I hear you say that. Like no one I've ever known, you are a person for others. You have a capacity to give your heart away. Thank you, Ray. But we'll carry on here. (laughs) That's so kind of you. But um, yes, we'll carry on. To gladly spend myself. And I want it to be a glad expenditure. I don't want to moan and groan and cry through it. I I want to gladly. I only have one life. Why not spend it? I want to... When I die, Ray, I want to fall before Jesus exhausted, yes. <laughs> gloriously exhausted, and be able to look back. On, and cheerfully exhausted. Yes. Yay. I got to live for Christ. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. My mission in life and death is to gladly spend myself, and this is what I want to do, sharing the glories of Christ. Now, Ray, that's where I might need your help. I don't know about that phrase, but I couldn't figure out what verb to use because I want to do it with children. I want to do it with women. I want to share with my very life, but also with my words. So that leads me into the next phrase, through discipleship, through teaching, 
and writing. And I, I think of that... Are those in order of priority, honey? Um, they are in order of my life sequence. I discipled my children in the home first okay. before I ever started yes. thinking about discipling a ton of people outside my home. And then the Lord, as the children were went to school, gave me a ministry of teaching women. And then uh, several years ago, he, he gave me an opportunity to start writing. So I see those three verbs as capturing how I want to share the glories of Christ. Yes. And I think of 2 Peter 1.15, where it says, I will make every effort so that after oh. my departure, yeah. you may be able to recall at any time these things. Yeah. And those three things, discipling, teaching, and writing, the Lord has already validated those ministries in your life. You're already involved. You're not trying to create something out of nothing. Uh, those are clearly, the Lord has clearly affirmed you in those ways already. So you know you're on the right track. Well, part of it is, honey, I'm 70. And so it's easier to write a life mission statement <laughs> at 70 because <laughs> you've seen what the, but what about our young listeners, honey? How would you advise them they're not sure, but they have a longing, an eagerness, a yearning in their heart. Well, I would say, write down what you understand at this time. Mm -hmm. And 10 years from now, it'll be different. But the Lord will lead you along with making mid-course corrections all the way along. And it will become clearer and clearer and clearer as the years go by. It will become more intense, more accelerated, more fruitful. As the years go by, you're on a journey. But part, a big part of that journey is giving words and giving meaning to where you're going and why it matters. Yeah, that's so good. And we are going to talk, Heidi and I, in future podcasts about writing life goals, which would come from your mission right. statement. Yeah. So we'll, we'll circle back to this listener. You don't have to get it all today, but let me conclude with my final statement in my mission statement, which says, to the 10th generation. I really believe that our lives have impact out beyond today yes. and my own children and grandchildren. I believe what I do today can impact far beyond a long time after I've died. And Even when we're forgotten. When we're forgotten, yes. Will but still matter. That's right. So let me just say my mission statement again, and we'll wrap this up. My mission in life and death is to gladly spend myself sharing the glories of Christ through discipling, teaching, and writing to the 10th generation. Wow. God Have bless any... you in that, darling. May God grant it. Oh, and may he help our listeners. Why don't we just take a minute? I'll pray for our listeners, all right? Father, thank you for giving us a purpose to love and serve the eternal king of the universe Oh my, we're so grateful. And we don't want to just drift along and spin our wheels. Lord, we want our lives to count for you. So would you help us? Would you help each listener today to think through some of these questions? Why? Why did you make them, Lord? What purpose do you have for them? 
Would you help each one to be able to begin to write out her life mission? Bless them, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is generously funded through Renewal Ministries. If you would like to discover more about Jannie and Ray's ministry or make a donation, visit their website at renewalministries.com. If you have a question for Jannie or would like to learn more about this podcast, please visit our website at herestoresmysoul.org.